eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. your inside pass to everything Saints football. We'll take you to the places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, the ball. turn, Picks and, flow. and touchdown the hell is frozen over. of the 2022 season. It is going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. Oh, baby! Saints fans, welcome in to Inside Black and Gold. We are in game week. The Atlanta Falcons first up for the Saints this Sunday. Definitely been coming down, looking forward to this moment. Jeff, Jeff Nowak and myself, Steve Geller, along for the ride today, bringing you, could the Saints really win the NFC's top seed in 2022? There's one major media member that does think so, and we'll lay out how we think it can happen. Jeff's also got a one-on-one with Landon Young that we'll get into. Also, some news on Trevor Penning. We are expected him back sometime this season. And then also getting into biggest concerns and biggest strengths for this Saints team heading into 2022. Jeff, how you doing? I know I am feeling great coming off a little break. Yeah, I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. I am excited about football. I got a good appetizer for it last night in the Dome, watching what had to be the worst end-of-game experience since the no-call. You know, like, like it was that bad watching the way LSU lost that game yesterday. And I, all I could think of is, man, I don't know who cursed that end of the Superdome, but holy crap. I mean, 
can anything good happen for a Louisiana football team at that end of the dome? It's insane. But anyway, it was a good, it was a good kind of like palate cleanser to like get me ready for, for saints football. And thankfully we have that coming up this week, even though they won't be in the dome. So Hey, maybe something good will happen, but yeah, the Falcons are coming up in week one. And so we get this week, all of the crazy predictions for this NFL season. <laughs> so this is kind of funny. I, I completely forgot that I had a fantasy draft that starts at four. It is now <laughs> four thirteen. So I have auto drafted the first three picks. I hope it's Let's not see. a money league. Let's see. Oh, it is. Let's oh, see who no. I got. Hopefully not. I ended up with CD lamb and Saquon Barkley and I had Cooper Cup as my keeper in the third round. So we'll be keeping up with that. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, off to a great start in this uh, in this year's fantasy, fantasy league. <laughs> How'd you forget oh, about it when it's a money league? And obviously you had a holdover. Yeah, it's a keeper league. Anyway, I always draft so horribly. Anyway, auto-drafting is probably better for me. Let's be honest. Anyway, okay, so what we're going to get into here is... Peter King put out his kind of preseason column yesterday. And the really interesting thing is he not only put the Saints to the playoffs, which I feel like, you know, anyone who's kind of spent some time around the team and kind of watched how this team has operated and some of the pieces they're bringing back, some of the pieces they brought in, I think it's fair to project them as a playoff team, right? 10 wins, maybe 11. Peter King went so far as to make them the number one seed in the NFC. Now, that surprised me when I saw it, but then when you kind of see how he got there, it makes sense because he has the Saints at 12 and 5 and Green Bay at 12 and 5 and no one else better than 11 and 6. And so, yeah, I mean, if no one in the NFC has more than 12 wins, then yeah, I guess you could say that the Saints could be the number one seed in the NFC, but that's going to be a tough sell for me because we have to go all the way back to 2014 for the top seed in the NFC to have fewer than 13 wins. We have placed, we've placed 17 games now. <laughs> so that feels unlikely to me. Although this does seem like a season where there's no kind of super team in the NFC, right? I don't know if there is a, there is a dominant team. So maybe, maybe this is the year that, that everyone's kind of stuck in the middle of the pack, but yeah, Peter King, has made it so we can't say that everyone told us that the Saints don't have a chance from a national media perspective because it seems like he thinks they do. And Peter King has spent time around the team. He talked to Dennis Allen. He's he's quote-unquote smitten with the Saints. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that it's not a coincidence that, you know, Ian Rappaport showed up at Saints camp and he went away saying, yeah, this is a playoff team. Um Peter King showed up and, you know, watched this team practice, talked to Dennis Allen, interviewed the players, kind of got a read on the team. And all of a sudden he's saying they're going to go 12 and five and win the NFC. You know, I think that this is a team that's being very underrated. And the closer you, the closer you look, the closer you get to the project, the easier it is to see that. Yeah. For me with the saints, it's always been, Oh, Drew Brees is gone. Oh, Sean Payton is also gone this year. They're a team in disarray. There's no void of leadership. Uh, with coaching and in the locker room. But when you really break down the roster, obviously. And then, like you said, like, uh, like Ian Rappaport comes or whoever 
from the national media stop by camp to see this team in action. And you just notice, uh, obviously, stock full of talent and not just in one spot, really all over the field. That's pretty amazing to see. And I don't know, I think I think besides the Saints, now that I'm, I'm thinking about it with Peter King's rankings, where does he have the Rams? I'm surprised that last year's Super Bowl champs aren't considered one of the top teams in the NFC for him considering I don't think they've really lost much and I know they don't have Odell Beckham right now but they they're a team that seems to be uh, a legitimate problem at least in the NFC I'm not going to say a contender uh, right now but they are a problem for the Saints yeah he has the Rams at 10 and 7 he has them winning the NFC West but the, what he points out and which is fair is the Rams have one of the more difficult schedules in the NFL this year and you know they don't have Odell Beckham Jr they added Allen Robinson but I do think it is very easy to overrate a team coming off of a Super Bowl, right? Like when you play that late into the season, when you have that type of emotional high, it's hard to just reset and come back the next season and have that same edge. You know, Aaron Donald considered retiring. You know, Sean McVay considered retiring. Now all of a sudden they're back and they're supposed to be playing with that chip on their shoulder the same way they had been. And that's harder to do than I think it, than I think it sounds at times. I guess the que- the next question is, so how do the Saints get to 12 and 5? So to me, the way they get there is they start 4 and 1, right? They have the first five games. You have to go 4 and 1 against Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Minnesota, and Seattle. So you can bake in a loss there and say they lose to Tampa Bay week two. You know, Tom Brady shows up and says, okay, enough of this and just stomps on them in the dome, you know, finally gets that, that win over the saints in a bucks uniform in the regular season. But in, and that's okay. If that happens, you know, you can lose one of those games and I think it's okay. They need to close at three and two. So they need to, they need to win three games out of Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Carolina. So if you do that, then you are seven and three in the beginning of the season and the end of the season. And you, just, and you have a run of Cincinnati, Arizona, Las Vegas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, L.A., San Francisco, right? It's pretty brutal with no break. Yes, and you would have to go 5-2 and two in that stretch. And that's a big ask. That's a big ask. I had them at 11-6, and six, and I still feel like 11-6 and six is, the, is, is pretty close to the ceiling. I think if everything goes right, if Jameis plays – out of his mind, you know, or if he, if he takes advantage of the weapons, if Michael Thomas is healthy, if Alvin Kamara doesn't get suspended, if Marcus May doesn't get suspended, if Tyron Matthew shows up and is the Tyron Matthew that we think he is, if Marcus May and Paul Sinadibo can lock down the edges, if Bradley Roby or PJ Williams or whoever fills in the slot can pick up without a drop-off from what CJ had done, right? And if the offensive line protects Jameis in the way you need it to, that's probably the ceiling of 12, 13 wins. But I feel like there's going to be games that you drop throughout the season. There's going to be health issues at some point or another. You're going to lose a game you should win somewhere. And that's why I have them at 11, maybe 10. Um, but, you know, I think that what you're seeing from Peter here and what I think is apparent to anyone who's watched the team a lot is this is a team that should that should be on the right side of double digit wins. And I think 10 and seven, 11 and six is probably the most likely, but Peter is very, very, uh, very bold. And, you know, 
it's hard to hate that other than the fact that, like I said, it's kind of more fun when everyone's, when everyone's picking against you and you prove them wrong. You know, once you start getting the hype, then it's easier to believe your own hype. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think you're going to get off to a good start one way or another because I do not see Atlanta putting up much of a fight in week one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's definitely going to be interesting, but you know the the Falcons, it's a division rival. Obviously, these games are always, they always seem to be pretty close, no matter, you know, what's expected of a team or how they're even playing. I definitely worry about the the beginning of the year just because you have Atlanta, Tampa, and Carolina, and, and those three back-to-back-to-back are so important for the NFC South uh, right out the gates, I can't. I can't think of a year where the Saints had to come out and play three division opponents right off the bat. Yeah, I think you know when we talk about the the playoff seating, uh, in the end, the NFC South is going to be a much more important than the NFC as a whole, <laughs> right? Because Definitely. I think that getting into that top four kind of bracket as with a home game is going to be very important for this team. And in order to get there, you're going to have to probably beat the Bucks at least once. And then you're going to have to probably sweep Atlanta and Carolina. And I think they can do that. I think that Atlanta, if you don't sweep that team, it's going to be a massive disappointment because I do not think that team is trying to win. I think that team is tanking. And you got to be able to take advantage of that. And then over in Carolina, you know, I don't think they're tanking, but they probably should be because I do not think they are built to win. They, have, you know, it's what their third quarterback in three seasons. They just, heck, it might be their fourth quarterback in four seasons. If, you know, if you go back to Cam Newton right. and they just had, they're rudderless, they're rudderless. Matt rule is just desperately trying to cling on to his job and you should beat them. So we'll see what happens. I think that defense is a little better, you know, and we saw that last year with the pass rush kind of gave him fits with the zone blitz scheme. But, you know, if, if you can win the NFC South, then you can start thinking about, you know, the top seed in the NFC. But I, I just, I thought it was just really interesting to see Peter King of all people to put him up there. But, you know, he's 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 high on the Saints. So we're, we're going to see what happens. I definitely have to see a week one. Uh, I'm still, I won't say worried about the Falcons, but they concern me a little. I think it could be like that LSU game against Florida State where he expected so much from the Tigers, you know, in the Superdome, basically a home game against Florida State. But they just had a, a, a lot of letdown. And there's just some areas with the Saints team that could be some uh, a little bit of concern going into the Atlanta game with, you know, how is Jameis Winston going to perform with this offensive line? Uh, I don't think there's any real concern about the wide receivers other than will Mike Thomas's hamstring be healthy enough to get him on the field week one. Tight ends a little bit of a, a mixed bag between the health concerns also of Troutman and Taysom Hill. And then, with defense, not so much of concerns or worries, except when you get at linebacker depth, and then now also maybe safety, considering you dealt away CD Deuce, and we don't know what lies in store for Marcus May. So we'll see what happens this week at practice, but 
Uh, I'm I'm definitely not writing off this Falcons team as someone that's just it's an automatic win and even if they are in rebuild tank mode, they're two wins that they get on the year. They'd love to do nothing more than against the Saints. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, if they if they are tanking, they're still going to try to get those games against the Saints. Like they're still like the the team is not going to be like, "Oh man, we don't have a chance." That that's that's their Super Bowl at this point. For sure. Um and so the the thing that's going to be a question at all points throughout this season to me is is Marcus May there? What is the status of Marcus May? Because I don't know what to think with him. I mean, this is a guy who we already knew had a potential suspension hanging over his head with the the DUI incident back from 2021. Now he has an arrest for another incident out in Jefferson Parish where he allegedly pointed a gun at people. And I don't know what to think of that. You know, I think it's going to end up being kind of a he said, she said situation. He's come out and said that he denies the allegations or his lawyer did at least so. You know, maybe that kind of pushes back discipline from the NFL because they're going to have to figure out what exactly happened there. But we're not going to find out from Dennis Allen whether he's going to play because this is what he had to say today. Listen, I mean, that we're getting into a bunch of hypotheticals. Uh, we'll have all the healthy bodies that we have ready to go, and then we'll make that decision as we um, continue throughout the week. Cool. Healthy bodies and non-suspended bodies. Yeah. Thanks, DA. <laughs> Thanks for that. for that great clarification. Yeah, we don't know. I mean... I think he's going to be active. We there was no open practice today, so we didn't get to see, you know, what if he was there, he was not there at the end of last week. So take that for what it is. I, I think he's going to be active because I think I don't think you're gonna put him on the exempt list and he's not gonna get suspended that quickly, but it's just gonna be something looming. It's just gonna be another thing you have to worry about all season long. And you know, you already have Alvin Kamara potentially getting suspended. Now you have Marcus May and if this season goes off the rails, it's going to be because, you know, these two key players get suspended at very inopportune times. Uh, and that's what I'm that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, and I think we've talked about this before, too. If Camara were to be suspended for this year, personally, I'd rather it on the front end than the back end. And I don't want to see him, this team, not having Alvin Kamara on the field come, you know, November, December, into January kind of thing. But the way that that case has been going, I don't know if we'll even see a resolution in the courts this year, which might push it obviously into next season. Still don't know where the NFL stands on this. I don't know if they've seen the alleged surveillance tape of Alvin Kamara, who knows also now, like you mentioned with Marcus may, I don't, I can't imagine that the proceedings with his latest issue, forget the DUI, the supposedly of showing a firearm to a bunch of uh, to teenagers in a quote unquote road rage incident is what I, what I saw they were calling it. It was amazing that I had one of my buddies who was at the beach with us breaking this news to me because I had left my, my cell phone in the hotel room because I didn't want any connection to the outside world. But uh, it's just uh, definitely something Dennis Allen does not want to hear or deal with right now. But the fact is that it's it's there in front of them with Marcus May. And I don't know when we could expect to hear anything from Jefferson Parish or his lawyer again. No, and, and sorry, I'm trying to figure out who to draft here. Okay, I'm going to Christian Kirk. Sorry. My team is terrible, by the way. <laughs> you want to hear who my team is? We can talk Damn about me. this and then we can go to a break. <laughs> this my auto-drafted team. So Saquon Barkley, CeeDee Lamb, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Clyde Edwards Elair, and Christian Kirk. 
This is not the team I would have drafted. But hey, this is probably going to be the team I end up winning with. So this is how dedicated I am to this podcast. I I, I prioritize this over the fantasy draft that I've been waiting weeks for. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? Like you said, that's your money league too. So you're messing, you're more dedicated to to this than over a money league, which is impressive. I have several money leagues. So ah, that's real. That's the bigger issue. Dollar, dollar like, how do I keep track of all of these leagues? But hey, you know, that's what all they're drafting for, right? But okay, let's let's cut it off there. And we're going to come back with more on Trevor Penning. We, we found out a bit more about kind of his recovery timeline today. We're going to hear from Landon Young. Uh, make sure wherever you're listening to smash that subscribe button uh, and let us know. Give us a rating. Give us a review. And uh, stick around on Inside Black and Gold.